you want more Street Fighter Radio, head over to Patreon.com. We do a lot more than just the show. We've got a zine that we put out every month. We've got bonus videos. We've got bonus audio. So Patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio is a place to get your fix of more Street Fights content. Uh, we also have available the Gumball t-shirts. They are in stock. Injury to Gumballs and Injury to All or Gumballs a Stupid Asshole. asshole. You can find them at store.streetfightradio.com. They're just 25 bucks with like $3 shipping. And they are 100% union made and union printed shirts. So you can't get a better deal than that. $25 for all that. For all for, that fair wage. Yeah, for all that fairness. $25 for all that fairness? Get the fuck out of town, Brett. We are getting prints made of the West Coast Tour poster. You saw an obelisk from Instagram is the designer for that. We're going to get a poster going. Uh, that's going to be, we're going to have those with us when we hit the West coast. So that's going to be cool too. Yeah. The posters are cool. I love them. I love them. You get, get an obelisk, some cash, you know, me and Brad, we're going to make money we're fine. But an obelisk isn't going to make any money off this tour unless you buy their damn posters. That's true. We have a deal. So everybody gets paid evenly. Right. It's saying mics are off. Uh, no, it's they're back on. Oh, got it. I get, uh, I I get money for not doing anything for the tour, basically. Well, I guess I write it, but other than that, that's very easy to do. <laughs> I what we were just saying, we we split the posters into three. Uh-huh. I'm like, I had nothing to do with that poster, <laughs> but. You know, without the me, there's not the thing, and right. then there's that. Well, it, it goes to Street Fight. It doesn't go to you. Right. I'll end up with some money, though. Sure. I look good tonight. Somebody was saying I look intense today. I think I look nice. This is my new look. Um, You look like a floating head. I am wearing all black. I do wear <laughs> all black a lot now. A few years ago, my wife was like, all you wear is fucking black and gray. You should start wearing uh more colors so i did for years i didn't buy a single black fucking shirt but then i bought i got a free sheer mag shirt that was black and i wore it until it was gray and i was like yep i'm gonna buy a bunch of black clothes again so now i wear a bunch of black clothes again and i love it makes me look good i do look like a rapper thank archduke franz for uh, those of you listeners that hit your bong alongside of me as we do the show i've got some real gushy girl scout cookies right now yeah very yep. good shit Slow burning, juicy shit. Yep. So uh, we're leaving on Friday. I know. Big leaving th- Ohio. Flying all the way to Seattle, Washington. And driving all the way down that damn coast. Yep. It's a lot longer than we thought it was. And so you know what? was scrunched together up there, and it's not. I got good news. What? We're go- we found a place in Los Angeles. It's called The Virgil. We're doing an early show. Doors are at 7. Show is at 8. January 12th. It's on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. Which means we can listen to that Cheryl Crow song over and over again and look at each other and point when it says Santa Monica yeah. Boulevard. When the sun comes up. Well, I'm not going to be up when the sun comes up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I try to get to sleep before the sun comes up. And sleep all the way through that. The whole the, When the sun's in that phase, I don't need to see that. Okay. So let's do some stuff, dude. Let's do some some stories. I think. I think that would be the stories. uh, Yeah, yeah. I know the Virgil is a podcasting venue, by the way, which is a really good name for a podcasting venue. Like, if it was in Texas, it would be better. But yeah, the Virgil is a perfect name for a 
is a perfect name for a podcasting venue, I think. One of the most famous podcasters is actually a Virgil. It's true. Ah, oh, man. My first news story I go to has got a 404 page. <laughs> Great. I guess, uh, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Um, we will look at this, this thing I left out last week from the Gateway Pundit. He is a conservative. Okay. Well, this is by Cassandra Fairbanks, this article, which I know her from the, the internet. She is crazy. She is one of those conservatives. I think she's a trad mom. You know what trad moms are? Right. Trad wife. Trad wife. I think she's like a trad wife person. Now, don't get me wrong. I might be exactly wrong. But, you know, deranged leftists have been sending triple amputee veteran Brian Colfage mountains of abuse after he was trashed by the Daily Beast, Jimmy Kimmel, Alyssa Milano, and other high-profile liberals. Okay. The hate mail provided to the Gateway Pundit contains appalling statements such as people asking if his brain was amputated too. <laughs> and then another one, with the, the other one's bad. And telling him to commit suicide, wishing harm upon his children, and mocking him for his lost limb. So what this guy did was... Damn. This guy did not deserve to get... I mean, he did... He deserved this. Here's the thing about it. <laughs> he is the guy that's doing the GoFundMe for the wall. Do you know the GoFundMe uh, for the wall? Yeah. He's the guy that made that $7 million GoFundMe. It, it said on Thursday, Kimmel used the show to trash the nearly 260,000 people who have donated nearly $16 million to the GoFundMe in less than a week, calling them dopey people and saying they're dipping into their meth money, <laughs> which is rude. Wow. I, that, I hate that. Jimmy Kimmel... They're not meth. They don't. They're not meth people, dude. They're business people. They have sixteen million dollars. They're not dipping into some meth money or food stamps or whatever you're insinuating. That's not happening. These are people that already have a landscaping business, or that already have an eBay business, or that all. That's CFO, who those CFO of a very small company. Yeah, come on. Let's put the blame where it's at. Let's stop blaming poor people. Poor white people is who they blame for this thing. Can you believe that? I mean, there are a lot more of them, maybe. But, I mean, that's just... It's crazy to me. To, that, like, the, don't do the meth jokes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're, well, I, t I unplug my mic now. It's unplugged. So it doesn't echo anymore. God, man, we got this two Yeti system here. Not working so far. It is not. This is the second week in a row we had to share mics. For Pete's sake. I don't like sharing. One man told the veteran he believes the loss of his limbs while fighting in his country was pre-karma. Well, that's just people misunderstanding what karma is. Yeah, people don't quite understand it at all. But I mean, if you're a guy, were they supposed to be respectful to this guy? Is this a guy you're supposed to be respectful to? Um, I don't know. We can, people don't like when we talk about the troops because they always remind us that a lot of poor people are the troops too. Like, Who doesn't like Get out of here. I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing that. What? That people don't like it when we talk about the troops. We have a lot of troop listeners, too. Sorry, troops. I didn't mean to say that. I was just <laughs> being facetious. No, I mean, I'm Josh just, is a troop. Yeah, but he doesn't get mad about that stuff. Right. He's never, he's always like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. We're not being mean to, I'm not, I just think that, like, if you're a guy that's right, made a GoFundMe to raise $16 million for that fucking wall, I hate you. You know? Sure. Like, I hate you. And I don't care if you get hate mail, right? And they do this all the time. I got some person mad at me earlier this week with a, my name is Earl. 
uh his his name on twitter was like my name is earl and it had earl from my name is earl as his uh. avatar and he was mad because i made fun of the people that tried to get pizza for the police like uh right. so they ordered a pizza from domino's to give to the police they were like we're gonna order this pizza and can we have it for the delivery for the pickup charge even though we're having it delivered to the police station and they said no so they took to facebook and wrote this like tirade about how people don't respect the police anymore when it's like you're the ones that are always sticking up for business you know so i don't feel bad for anybody who is that racist and xenophobic that gets hate mail i don't think these people are so sensitive about this stuff this guy just got 16 million dollars and if you the government can't take his 16 million dollars where's that 16 million dollars gonna go is some Minutemen gonna go down there and build the wall is that what he got the money for yeah to build the fucking wall he uh. wants to give the government the money to build the fucking wall it's crazy it's fucking crazy brett i just don't like it so that guy he's getting into some vile hate mail and by the way, anytime you cross these conservative people, you get vile hate mail too. Like the stuff I get from them but you don't is evil be like too. Them. Do you want to be like them? I mean, it's a waste of time. And I think it's pretty ugly. It is. It's bad for your spirit. It's, it's bad like for when you use, Like when you use dark magic and it makes you age, you know? Yeah, I get it. played I, that video game mechanic? I didn't know that dark magic made you age. Yeah, that's why you end up looking like a fucking skeleton by the end of it. Because you can just zaps the life force out of you. Okay. <laughs> well, let's check out this other organization. This is another. This is something I got from Patch.com. What is that? I don't fucking know. They're all different websites. People send me stuff. I just see them. Uh-oh. Okay, I just see stuff. A man has been kicked out of a local political organization or after he called the two fallen police officers who were hit by a train stupid in a tweet. Okay. His comment has sparked outrage and his former employers have worked quickly to denounce him. Carl Nyberg has been forced to step down from his position with the group Northside Democracy for America. So he works for Northside Democracy for America after he made fun of CPD officers who got hit by a train. Uh, the Marmello and Conrad Gray. In response to a report by Block Club Chicago, Nyberg tweeted, two people too stupid to avoid getting hit by a train were giving firearms and the authority to kill people by the Chicago Police Department. It's mean. It's not something I would post. <laughs> I wouldn't post that. I, I Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're really going for it. He's That's a mean one. But, <laughs> but he's being a goofball, man. He 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 kind of has a point. I mean, maybe they were getting a little too cocky on the job or something. They thought what they could just get get out of the car and go halt. Yeah, <laughs> halt stay train. Off the, stay off the tracks. What, who? I mean, what did they die for? I think like what stupid cost did they die for? Do you think like fair jumping or something? I don't know why he was taking a shit underneath one of the platforms. I don't know. Why were they sitting on a Metro train electric district trap? Who knows, man? The comments Carl made on his personal Twitter account regarding the two fallen CPD officers were inconsistent with the essential humanity we as an organization seek to be the foundation for public policy <laughs> and the basic decency and respect we so desperately need in our public discourse. The re- so he got kicked out of his book club for a tweet, which is weird 
Yeah, at the very like he's in. I don't a, mean, it has consequences. The, right? Your tweets do have, your consequences, tweets have consequences for real. Like we've seen it happen time and time again. But getting kicked out of your book club for making a joke about you your leftist ra- book club. Just go to a radical, more radical book club. Right? I know, I know. You just need to join a more just find a more radical group. We'll start a book club one of these days. You can join, and those kinds of things you'll be able to say them. I mean, like I said, it's again, it's like I don't like making fun of people who die that much. I like making yeah. fun of people who are all are dead. Like Abe Lincoln and shit like that, and like Thomas Jefferson. I like making fun of them, but yeah. I don't like making fun of people who die, like right after they die. What is like the period before you can like make a joke about that? Because I don't, I don't want to be making fun of the. Co- I don't even make fun of cops after they get shot. Because I think it stinks when somebody gets shot in the head. Period. Like, yeah, I just died. There is not like the worst. I don't like scenario. it. Yeah, I'm not fond of it. And and I think that like uh, so I try to stay away from that stuff. And this guy probably should have done that. It's like if you don't value life, like, like it's it's one of those like valuing life sort of yeah. things. And you can see, but I also think that like if your book club kicking you out of a book club seems like such a harsh, like just because you're you're too callous. I, I they think yeah. it's going to affect the way you read the books. Right. Yeah, he's just your part commentary of a, is going to be so callous. I know. And it well, it's just like this minute thing too. It's like Brett I I won't say where, but Brett got a ticket to a cooking class. Like he got a cooking class for Christmas. And he's like all excited about it. What if they did what if like this is basically the equivalent of them being like, "No, Brett, you can't come to this cooking class because you do street fight." You know, like, it's just such a small thing to take away from a guy. It's, like, probably, very likely, 100% of the human interaction he gets every week. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why he can't can't resolve it. I don't either. They kicked his ass out, man. Why is it being reported on? Patch.com is in there. Petty book club fights. These personal tweets were demeaning to the two officers killed in the line of duty, hurtful to their grieving families, and insulting to the friends they leave behind. But they didn't do it to their face. I know. You dug it up and fucking showed it to them. I know. Some guy tweeted on his account that probably has 85 followers. And now you're dragging it around and letting everybody know. The amount of, like, news stories that are just about a tweet are so weird to me because of just, like, everybody who's been on Twitter for more than six months has posted, for more than one month, has posted something they wish they didn't post. Within week one, I posted things that I was like, oh, I've grown since then. (laughs) I shouldn't have posted that. For sure. It's just like the way that medium, the what that medium is intended for and the way that people use it isn't conducive to like, like Having holding friends. people super accountable to like that kind of, it's such a fleeting thing, dude. Yeah. It's such a fleeting moment when you type a tweet. It's not, I don't put a ton of thought into it. I probably feel bad, you know, if I made somebody's family feel bad, but you know. By association, these comments were also unfairly damaging to the representation of, a, of NDFA volunteers, our voting members, and associated campaigns, many of whom have taken to social media to express their personal anger and disgust. Nyberg, a former volunteer for Alderman John Arena's campaign, was quickly denounced by Arena, who called the tweet astounding and disgust. So they got, like, guys that run a company... Like, I'm, I'm going to look at how many followers this guy has. Let's look at how many followers this dude has. 
3,243, but okay. he follows 3,026 people. Okay. So, so he's a follow for follow. Yeah, roughly seven people he's are probably looking gotten at his a tweets. bunch from people that are like, I didn't want some of that edgy shit, man. Finally, <laughs> someone saying the stuff I like on Twitter. <laughs> that would be funny if it was like just people like he jumped blew on. Up. He blew up because people were like, I need. Yeah, I need some Andrew Dice Clay style <laughs> shit, man. I need the good stuff. So, yeah, they kicked this guy out. That's a bummer, you know. Uh, the Chicago to Police Department. Somebody in the uh, chat said, is CPD the scariest police department in the U.S.? Uh, they had those black sites. Those are, that's the most recently they had, like, warehouses they kept people in. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Can I ask you this? LAPD? Oh, man, always bad. They're the, always they bad scare the me. Yeah. We're going to L.A. next week, and I'm scared of the LAPD. Well, I'm white, so they're not going to do anything to me. But, you know, like, the LAPD is the one, yeah. right, that is to us in Ohio. But Columbus Police Department's bad, you know? Oh, it is. They're real bad. I mean, all the time. All, all the police all departments the, actually, are bad. Now that I think about it, all cops are bad. I know. <laughs> A-cap. Well, let's, let's try to figure this out, though, on the air. Like, who is the scariest to you? Who do you think of as the scariest? I can tell you who mine are. It's not LAPD. When we went to Dallas to visit Brett, and uh, when he lived there, we went to the state fair, and the Dallas police looked fucking terrifying to me because they were like, a lot of like older older dudes with yeah. like cowboy hats and the mirrored glasses and just yeah. they ain't gonna run, dude. They're not. They're not the running type. They're right. just gonna shoot you. <laughs> right. The, I think standing, Texas. They were standing on pedestals too. Right. And I think Texas is the state that I'm most scared of. I feel scared of Texas. We're talking about doing a tour in March in Texas, and we're gonna drive from Dallas to Houston to uh, Austin, and I'm just like, we're gonna get pulled over with weed, and the cop is gonna fucking take our car from us, right. <laughs> like, because it's Texas is the place where the cops are powerful, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. New Jersey and New but, York uh, are pretty big. That's when they too. get all those seizures and shit. There's like those towns where they were just robbing people blind for driving around with cash in their car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, Ghost I, I, of Ghost Dad said police in the deep south scared the shit out of them. Uh you know, yeah, I don't know. I never had any significant interactions with them yeah we haven't done that tour yet so i think that like when we do that tour we'll probably get nervous with them i know a buddy of mine went down to myrtle beach and that, i don't know if that's the deep south it's the south though a buddy of mine went down to myrtle beach and he got fucking pulled aside and told to stop cussing at the like parties and stuff saying that cussing in public is illegal that's a yeah. scary cop yeah for sure <laughs> but i like that I think the LAPD scares me the most, really. They seem like the most active and the most movies written about them. A lot them. of songs about them, too. <laughs> a lot of songs they about them. They a bad them. reputation. Yeah. Uh, somebody... NYPD did fucked up stuff, too, and still does, but... They got they murals got, for those guys. Fucking, everybody loves them. When, yeah. you, when you go there, it's covered NYPD fucking everywhere. Every street corner sells NYPD clothing. Right. New York is... I would say New York has the most love for their police. I've never seen a place where I've never, I haven't yet been to a place where they were so proud of their police. Yeah. (laughs) Then the the New York city, they are like, 
there's murals, there's signs everywhere. There's just stuff reminding you that the NYPD is fucking everywhere. And that, there's there's not another place like that. Yeah. I don't think. Not that I've been to. No. no. And New York is where they were like stationing reserve men with machine guns in the subways for a little bit after 9-11 and stuff. Like New York is full on just like, let's just do a police state, man. <laughs> I'm sure there's oh, a yeah. huge portion of people there that are like, let's just, I mean. Yeah, let's see what they can do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I told a story that earlier this week about a guy I wanted to talk about. Back when I worked at the cable company, I knew this guy. Well, we're still talking about cops. We're going to talk about business here in a minute. I worked with this guy. Uh, and I, I worked with this guy at the cable company, and he knew a cop. He was friends with a cop. Big mistake, right? right? He was like, I want to do a ride-along. Let's see if I want to try this out. Maybe okay. watch my buddy bust some heads. Was he, yeah, he was just being goofy or... He, I don't know if he wanted to be a cop. I think he just wanted to see what cops do during sure, sure. the day. He wanted to see, he's basically like, let's go see some fucked up shit. Right. You know? So he decides he's going to go with the cops. He sets up a ride along and to do a ride along, you have to get a check and you got to get a few things done before you can go. And he got all that done. Uh-huh. And we showed up to do the ride along. They arrested him because he had a bench warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not. Because he was supposed to come back to work the next day. And they were like, he can't come back to work. He's in jail. Oh, God. Because they arrested his ass. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with them. Be, but yeah. you, how do you not? I would never give a cop my ID. Well, he had to. Well, that's what I mean. Because, I wouldn't do a situation yeah. <laughs> where I had to give him my ID. Well, I had another buddy that did get to do, like, he got paid. He had a cop in his family. And he got paid a little bit of money to go and pretend to be a rioter. Okay. At, a, at like a Pre- thing. Did they get beat up or something? I or? don't think they, well, they might. Just do like, like a little just, pull their punch type thing. Yeah, like tap, you're, like, you're beat uh, up. <laughs> collarbone. Yeah. Forehead. Yeah, they like. They just had them throwing shit. Their little stance. They just had them stand in like a parking lot and throw shit at the cops. And then the uh-huh. cops had to, you know, sort of move in on him and beat him up. But, like, he didn't get in any trouble. I just think it's funny that, like, your friend, your friend is the guy that uh, they brought you in and didn't tell you they were going to arrest you, too. Like, that's how, that's who these cops are is people, man. Like, sorry, man, you got to do my job. Yeah, I'm just doing my job. I got to bring you in and arrest you. I'm doing you a favor. You can get it taken care of. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, that that was crazy to me though. I don't know why you would ever want to be I don't know why you would ever want to be a uh do a ride along, but it seems like uh a bad idea to me. It's like somebody wanted us to watch cops on the uh undercover boss stream sometime, yeah. which is technically probably a good idea, but I can just imagine I like when I started thinking about what the jokes would be, it would vacillate. I think that's a word. It would go between me saying, this is fucked up. I hate this. Yeah. And also this, leave this person alone. Yeah. This is fucked up. I can't do it. I don't want to watch yeah. cops. I hate it. It, it never be, made me feel good. We can, can't we solve this a better way? That's what I would be saying. Yeah. Did, did cops ever was, who is co- this helping? Yeah. Was cops ever something that like you looked you at free, as like, like good? What did I look at it as yeah, were you like a guy that watched cops for a period? I did no, for a period. No, I watched it as a kid. My family right. was a cops family. Oh, yeah. Um, but as an adult, I didn't watch it. No. I, don't, I never got into cops. We watched uh, Too Hot for TV a lot growing up. We used to like watching the sobriety check part of it. 
where like they would just oh, show yeah, different people yeah, failing yeah. a sobriety check. Yeah. And there was this one where this guy was like, they were telling him to walk a line and he kept pointing to the ground and saying, it ain't level. Like, <laughs> the, you could tell him it wasn't level and they were like, it's level. Yeah. He's like, it ain't. And I'm like, it's not. I trust him. I believe yeah. him that it's not it's level. I'm sorry. Level. Yeah. I mean, that's so funny to me to think about like, somebody once told me that one of the uh one of the sobriety checks is to say your alphabet forward and backwards right and i can't i don't think i can do that like i don't know what all the tests are because i've never been have you ever been tested i haven't how'd you get how have you gotten out of being tested i'm just smooth i mean i just don't make the dumb decisions yeah and I, I, I just know when to pull. I just know right when it's too much, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just, I, I've never had the check. I don't feel like, it seems, I don't know. Like, the breathalyzer seems unfair to me. I think, I think I'm semi more on board with the, like, feats of strength. <laughs> oh, well, like the, the, the physical competition? <laughs> yeah. If you can pass that, you should be legal to drive. I thought, um, I thought, you know what? I always thought that the alphabet forwards and backwards was just to try to trick you into saying, I couldn't even say that if I was sober. Oh, that might be it. Dude. Yeah. Just to get people Fucking to do cops. that automatic response and say that. Fucking cops, man. The fucking worst. You want to watch a video, Brett? Yeah. Yeah. We can watch videos now. Yeah. We want to do a video on this show. That we got. We're going to talk some business. We're talking business, folks. Yeah, a new business commercial came out. I wish I were. A new business commercial. (laughs) We got this new business commercial. It's It's a commercial for business. Street Fighter is taking a big turn in 2019. We're going to talk about business. (laughs) Big business. We love business. Um, I've been watching Halton Catch Fire. And somebody is like, I really like the computer stuff. And I was like, I got to tell you, I like the business stuff too. I didn't even know business was like that. Oh, cutthroat. Yeah. I don't know nothing about, I don't know shit about business. About mergers? M- mergers, boards, stocks. Buy- buyouts. IPOs. Dividends. Buyouts. Yeah, none of that stuff. I don't know none of it. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this video. It's, this is um, Clive Owen from Children of Men and Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah, Clive Owen from Children of Men and Shoot 'em Up. I'm gonna full screen it for the people in the and on video. Don't worry, you don't need to see this for it to be good. We have got a problem. A few problems actually. We're overproducing, yeah. overcrowding, and overheating. We've got aging roadways, aging power grids, aging everything. You're kind of bumming me out, Clive Owen. No, wait. Gets worse. We also have the age-old problem that of bias like in the workplace. Really? Never heard of it. Seriously, it's all over I've heard of it. Ah. The question is, who's going to fix all of this? An actor? Probably not. But you know who can solve it? No! no! It can't! That's right. The it best one businesses can make the world run better. Because solving big problems is what business mm. does best. I'm doing good. What? It's just good business. So let's grow more food oh with God, less I'm water terrified. and make healthcare more healthy. It's okay. I'll play the doctor. What have we got here? Let's take this on the wage the, gap, the opportunity gap, this? the achievement gap. Together we can tackle every elephant in the room and save the rhino no, while we we're can't. at it. Business because whatever the it. problem, business can help. This. And I know who okay. can help them do it. Business is what got us here. Like this, business is the only thing we've ever been allowed to do for like a few hundred years now. Yeah. So we need not business. We need some breathing room with some time away from business. It's fucking smothering all of our fucking endeavors. 
business. Everybody's half the people are fucking starving out here. Make, working, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. He just said business can save the rhinos. Yeah, and it's like, this, this killed the rhinos, man. The, we can sell them to rich people as pets and throw them all, mate. <laughs> why did they make that? Why Why did Clive Owen make that video, Brett? He How much sw- money did he get for that? Probably a million dollars. No, no. He sold his know. soul for less than a million dollars. I don't know what don't it know. is. Who knows? I mean, why? but you're right. How do you do that? Do you do that and do you, you just don't care, right? You're just, you've hit the point where you don't care. It, maybe it felt like at the beginning, he was like, maybe it felt like at the beginning, he was like, man, these are some real, pro-. first of all, the racist problem of overpopulation though is like a little, come yeah. on, you don't have to bring that up every time. Right. <laughs> but uh, the the overpopulation thing was in there. And, and for me, that's like, a, that's always like a dog whistle to me because they never want to like call like Americans, you know what right. I mean? They never say it's Americans quite have a baby. Not our problem. But uh, also the inequality in the workplace, um, that's just not moving. <laughs> I mean, that's the internet is melting down as if workplaces have just been like smashed into equality and like the patriarchy is over. And like business is still the same old pervy me- old men. Yeah. Clive Owen looking fucking vampire business people. When you say like also like bias in the workplace is like business. Like the workplace is business. Like business isn't going to solve business. Like it's This, (laughs) this, This is just saying like, hey, you ever heard that phrase business as usual? It's fucking right. It is. We need more of it. More business as usual. Maybe I was thinking like, maybe it's possible that at the beginning of that commercial, they were like, yeah, he's naming all these problems, man. He's got all these problems. <laughs> and then he thought there was going to be like a good solution. And he, they were like, no, the next part is where you say it's business. And he was like, oh, fudge. And I, I already signed a, a contract. I have to do this one. What if, uh, what if he was in like the mirror before and he's like, come on, Clive. Yeah, there's like business. And then there's like business. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, there we had need to be business. We need something real. Somebody did have a conversation with them. In the, in the small period of time that I've been doing what I do, people will have conversations with you to make things that you're going to do. Or like, like, you can just get very convinced of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. There's been times where like, I, I don't know. It's just... You never think about who you're working for, I guess, in a weird way. We do. Yeah. You maybe do. too much. And we think too much. But maybe he just doesn't even think of who he's he working just for. He's just paid for. He's getting money. Yeah. I got a bunch of money to say it's business. It just sucks. You put your face on that, Clive Owen. You're in one of my favorite goddamn movies. You're in Shoot 'em Up, dude. I know. Star of Shoot 'em Up nothing, is out here talking about business. Children of Men. Nothing, ba- nothing finer has been made in yeah. a while. I haven't seen that one, so but that business one. that's gonna solve our problems. Business, business. We need more of it. More, more business, more and better business. Healthcare, healthcare. We need to make more money on healthcare. I think. <laughs> that one was real good because it really was like it, business has severely fucked healthcare up. Yeah, and like he doesn't. He's not doing that in. Uh, he's not doing that commercial where the NHS is. 
You know, that's a commercial for in the United yeah. States oh, yeah. where business, like nobody wants to hear business with their healthcare now. No. It, that's the problem it. with it. A hundred percent of the problem with healthcare don't, is business. Don't mix your business with my healthcare. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Yes. Please. Yes. So separate sides of the plate. That's a fun commercial, Brett. Yeah. Brett sent that to me and I was like, oh, we can play that on the show. That's a funny one. That'll, that'll get a rise out of everybody, right? For sure. So good business commercial. I, I'm loving it. Uh, let's talk about this vape store. Ooh. Did you hear about the vape store, Brett? I did. All right. Let's, mixed emotions. Let's talk. You have mixed emotions about the vape store? Well, I, yeah, not really. Okay. So an expletive-laden shouting match erupted at the Exhale City Vape Shop in Tucker, Georgia. And uh, between an employee and a customer wearing a MAGA hat uh, and a Trump sweatshirt. Jesus. Customer Ian Ferguson claims the employee asked him to leave after seeing his Trump-supporting clothing. Ferguson filmed the encounter, which shows the employee cursing and demanding that he leave the store. Now, uh, it's cool. Okay. It's funny to kick the guy out. He, I mean, when you wear those shirts in public, you know what you're asking for. You know you're starting trouble. When you're wearing your favorite your band T-shirt and it's Donald Trump, a guy that like more than half of the country hates, like yeah. with a passion, you wear that shirt. You're kind of asking to get screamed at, sure. Because some people are like, I don't scream at people who wear MAGA hats. I just give them dirty looks. Uh-huh. But there are other people who are like really fucking mad not gonna have it yeah they're not having it do you want to listen to this video yeah yeah, see if we can hear this video we can watch it on the stream let's see let's see what's going on on this video oh there's an ad so we'll have to wait a second great commercials we just play it's like hey buddy we just played a goddamn commercial because i thought we'd be able to get past it no they want you to see it but I'm trying to turn it off, man. We didn't know about this. We didn't even think about playing videos like this. So we have to do an anti-advertisement. Well, this is for a college. And they can't hear it. Don't, don't go to WGU, okay? Yeah, that's a bad college. Okay, here we go. Here's where you're at. Here's where you're at. Here's where you're at. Here's where you're at. Okay. Get out, oh, dude. dude. Go ahead, take another swing at it. Make contact. Oh, with me. Wait, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I want to purchase that vape juice. No. If you sell it to me, I'm pausing. Make contact with me. Hit me. I want to purchase that vape. Ju- I want to go back to that because it was really funny. It's such a like, it's such a like two dudes getting into a fight thing. Yeah. You to gotta say. make me hit me first, and then I'm gonna unleash hell. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this. Yeah, you can put it on. Oh, full screen. Yeah. Um, let's get this. Let's see it. Let's see it again. I want to purchase that vape juice. No. If you sell it to me, no. I will. No. If you sell it get to me, I will. He said, I can't stand you racist motherfuckers. I agree with him. I can't stand him either, dude. I want to kick him out of my store. If I had a store... If you came in with a MAGA hat on, I would kick you out. If, at my vape store, where I where I swear on my vape and my gun. But I love how screaming passionate. this guy is. Passionate. It's beautiful. This is activism, baby. Passionate do, y'all, do y'all call this praxis? Yeah. Racist. Yeah. Right. 
I'm not a racist. He's wearing some racist Trump bullshit. Did you call the cops? I'm not serving anyone Oh, he's not gonna serve him. Exhale, Vapor City in Tucker, Georgia, and I have just been asked to leave the store. He greeted me. That was nice. I did find the item that I wanted, and the next thing he said was that he'd like me to leave. If you do not stop recording in my store, I'm going to call the police and ask you to leave. Oh my God! That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh, Fox Five and all sorts of stuff. I'd like to. I would like to purchase something here. Uh, so Please do apologize. call your boss Let's because pause. I will be calling uh, for it. Exhale City does not tolerate this kind of behavior from its employees. When we identified the employee at fault, we fired him immediately. Ah, oh, BS. He was having feelings, guys. Yeah. Like, what's this shit? So he's probably one of his buddies just, you know, got in some fucking trouble with immigration or something. Somebody in the chat did point out that he's wearing bootleg MAGA stuff. Who? The guy oh, in the yeah, picture because yeah. it's no, black. He's got the flea market stuff. So, uh... Go for it. Sell it to me. No. Sell it to me. <laughs> Come on. Bring it up. Look at this. Bring it up and you don't ruin your life. Guy's That's right. where you're at right now. Because you're done upset. Done upset. All right. I love the... Uh, I do love the insistence that if a customer walks in the store, you have to do everything they say. Right? <laughs> I just like when he said, make contact with me. I dare you yeah. to make contact with me, okay? Swing at me. Because that's what they think. They think that the law is like, if you hit me first, then I get to beat yeah. the crap out of you yeah. forever in your own store. Yeah, it's justified. And I mean, I can I've, do all the sick stuff I stay up all night thinking about. I mean, every the barefoot is legal thing. It's like, they can kick you out of a store for being barefoot. You can take that out. Yeah, they can kick you out of the store for being barefoot. So they should... And I... I First, personally, I agree with that. You no, know, no. That you should be able to kick somebody Heck out no. of the store for being barefoot. No, we personally. weren't born with shoes. We shouldn't require people to have shoes. The shirts? No. You're the fucking guy that said that people can't be naked. No, I don't like. I don't like bee holes. So Brett's Brett, in Brett's opinion, if you go out and pop, what if you wear a shirt long enough that it <laughs> covers your pants parts? That's fine. That's fine. What's wrong with that? You're allowed to walk That's in. That's a fun look. <laughs> porky pig in. You're allowed yeah. to porky pig into the store. Yeah. Just you don't get mind a tall that. tea as long as it's tall tea. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. They, but people, yeah. People really do are want love those onesies. They're, people would switch over to those things. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. It's a nightgown. Yeah. You can, I guess you could say it's a nightgown and get away That's with true. it. That's true. This is my I, nightgown. I want a nightgown. You can't kick me out. I wanted to wear my nightgown, and I'm wearing my nightgown. This but, is okay. a um, Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> <laughs> long t-shirt that goes down to my knees and has black lace at the bottom. I don't want it to go down to your knees. I just want your, your beans to be covered. Right. I no, don't I do care too. as I long as it's just the beans are covered. No, I want the, I would, I want to, don't want to sit bare-assed on stuff. I, yeah. don't want, I don't want bare butts. If, if your beans are covered, then your ass, who cares? About Who bare, cares? Bare butts are bad. You've sat your bare ass on that couch up there at your house? Have I? I'm positive you have. I wasn't here or anything. I'm just guessing that I know you're a naked person. Yeah. And I'm I a, know I'm, I'm that... I'm an underwear person. I like to feel like I'm a little wrapped up. Like I still, you know, have a package to unwrap. I'm not a naked person, so I can you can rest I'm assured undies. if you're on my couch. 
Unless the previous no. owners put their b-hole on it, there's never been one there. Plus, this place, my neighbors are, like, looking directly in my window. True. Like, even when I go to take a fucking shower, I have to, like, jump in the air when I'm naked so that I just kind of, like, you know, Jeez. try not to get seen. You're so nice. I mean, like... But here's the thing. Or, I, getting back to where I was at about barefoot, it should be illegal and you shouldn't have to wear shoes into a store. Okay. And they can kick you out for not wearing shoes in a store, not wearing a shirt in a store. So it seems to me that it would be okay that if somebody walked into a vape store and then walked and like I didn't like their shirt, that I should be allowed to kick them out. <laughs> And scream at him and say, fuck you. It's my joint, man. It's my place. I agree, man. If I went into a place and somebody was like, fuck you, get the fuck out, I'd be like, all right. I mean, I don't like this energy in here. I think I'm going to leave. You know, I'll see myself out then. <laughs> if anybody treated me like that, why would I want to fucking shop there? Yeah. Yeah. I know. But First, he... let me give you some money. And there's 47 vape shops everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know. Exhale Vape Shop wasn't the most... I do prestigious hope prestigious name in town, and that guy. And the saddest thing about it is, is that employee came in every day and worked for that vape shop. He came in, yeah. He did his job. <laughs> he sold his e juice. Under a lot of stress, I think, though. Well, there were two customers in the store. <laughs> One of them was right. a MAGA guy that he was screaming at, and the other was like a black guy that was like, "I'm not part of this like call people racist thing." I know, I know. <laughs> he looked like I don't just if the police come, they're please. probably gonna shoot me. Stop, <laughs> chill out here. But they like is screaming. This guy's screaming in his vape shop. Just leave, and like he gave his life to that vape shop. He loved that vape shop so much. <laughs> That he didn't want the doors darkened by the racist Trump supporters, right? Yeah, from what I understand. And again, I know he's the president of the United States, you know, but walking in to a store, walking out of your house in a MAGA hat is a message that is being sent to people and you're... Going for a reaction. Trying to trigger the libs. I think you triggered that is a it. lib. You I triggered you a lib it. at one, you know? And and he's just uh and, and it is you so won a prize. Yeah, and it's so weird to be there and saying like, no, just sell me the stuff, sell me the stuff, and he's gonna get him fired. He got him fired. Like they are proud he's that's these MAGA chuds too. Just so proud to get somebody fired. You know? Like so like we got him fired, man. We got rid of him. Right. Great. That's great. What what a victory for us. Right. It's like, man, I hope you get another job at another vape shop. I love that, though. I, I love that. I love that dude screaming. That was a good time for me. Uh, let's look at this Rolling Stone article we got this week. Speaking of people losing their jobs. The federal government is shut down right now, Brett. Okay, I heard that. I heard that. And what that, what that means for us is, I don't know. Tax um, returns are going to be late. If we want to go to like Yosemite National Park or whatever, it's Don't filled even... with shit and like trash, trash, because <gasps> there's nobody cleaning it up, and it's just people rolling in and like pooping in the woods and. Oh, the wild. government fucking sucks, man. Bunch of orangutans. <laughs> we should go clean that place up. You want to go clean Me and you shit on up? the way out, we'll just clean up Yosemite and be like, see, we don't even need to go. But so the government shut down. And uh, it does affect a lot of people. And the way that it does is that a lot of them uh, are not getting paid. Yeah, no paycheck. Not getting paid. That's the biggest way to affect somebody. 
And there's about 800,000 of them. Yowzers. And uh, not getting paid fucking sucks. I don't know what I would do. I Like, I don't, if my wife didn't get paid for a month, if they were just like, hold off. And, and, and I did see that, that uh, there was one senator that said he highly doubts any federal workers are living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. That's yes. most of us out here. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if that affects contractors too. Like, cause the government hires a shitload of contractors now and pays them shit. You know, yeah, I don't know how that is works. the subway, is the guy that works at the subway and the Pentagon co- allowed to come to work? You know, is, is that right. still happening? If, well, the Pentagon's always running. That never gets shut down. Yeah, the Pentagon yeah. is never That's part of a government, government shutdown. Yeah. yeah. So on Thursday, the Office of Personnel Management, the agency that oversees federal workers, tweeted a document with advice for the 800,000 furloughed federal Uh-oh. workers who will not receive paychecks during the government shutdown. The document also included sample letters that federal employees can send to creditors explaining their situation and asking for reduced payments until they receive back pay. You think that's going to work? <laughs> no. You, well, maybe send f- your landlord. Maybe send yeah. your landlord just a letter and tell him, like, hey, I can't pay. My my boss wrote you a note. Yeah. Why you don't get money. I've never had a landlord that was understanding to the point where they're like, just don't, don't sweat the rent. Like, they no, never. No, never. They never that. once said that. They were like, <laughs> You have three more days, and then we legally try to kick you out, and then after that, it's our fucking place. I did have one, uh, and she was just a, a woman that worked at the uh, rental office in, in my first apartment, and I went in there, and I was like, mm, we don't have a rent right now, but we'll be getting it like in a couple weeks, and she was like, let me tell you, they're going to send you a notice to vacate the premises. Don't worry about it. You still got like three months until that happens. And just make sure you catch up on your payments before the eviction and we'll let you stay. And I was like, all right. Yeah, and that's when I learned that notice to vacate the premises too, don't yeah. mean nothing. Yeah, I remember that. Well, it means something. It's like, it's basically the notice to vacate the premises is you need to start hustling to get this <laughs> rent money. Yeah, you need to seriously, <laughs> now's the time to get it together. But I've never had... I, I would love to hear from an understanding landlord. I kind of think this every year. Maybe a, a a good law or policy would be you you live in a place for 12 months, but you only have to pay 11 months rent and you get to skip a month, basically. You get to choose the month okay. that you don't have to pay the rent and maybe even the government subsidizes <laughs> okay. that one month of rent. Okay, Because sure. I think rent is everybody's biggest bill. Right? For sure. Rent or student loans. One of the two. Yeah. But rent is such a huge bill. And we all need somewhere to sleep. And sometimes we just can't get that. Sometimes you can't get your rent. Especially when you work for the fucking government. And some dude is holding it hostage so that he can build some crazy wall that is well, never going to happen. Why does there need to no? There, why does there need to be a piece of paper that says someone owns the fucking place when you're living there? You know? That's true. That's true. That's true. People are going to, I mean, it's always funny when we start yelling about that. Like, like there somebody had to, somebody had to pay for it to get it there, you know? But it's like, man, most yeah. of us are living in like disrepair. Like so <laughs> yeah. many of us are living in apartments. It's been paid that, off ages. It's been paid off two and three times. Most of these fucking places. Paints falling off the walls and stuff like that. You so call how, and they don't do anything about it. They fix everything in the cheapest way possible this, so that it doesn't work. This house probably costs seven hundred dollars to build in nineteen oh one. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, that sounds about right. And it's been paid off multiple times. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's got a constant. But the the rent thing is like. 
even with mortgages. Just give us a month, man. Can we get a month? Just one month where we don't have to pay the goddamn rent? Yeah, sure. You're that's fair. One month. You think we can sell everybody on that? I yeah, I think Bernie Sanders Reach could. Across the aisle. I think Bernie Sanders ass could go out there and be like, "Listen, 12 months in a year, 11 months rent. Get out of the rent-free card. That's what I'm trying to do. Vote for me." And then he wins the election. I really you do. just give it to them and you just give them the card and then your landlord files it with their taxes. Right. You give the landlord the card and then the landlord has to go to the government. It's worth one month's rent. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe at the beginning of the year, they just mail you like a credit card with the amount of your rent on it that you can only give to your landlord, right? Or a check made out to your landlord's name with your rent on it and you can yeah. just pay that shit, you know? I just want to pay 11 months of rent. This is my new thing. 11 months rent, 12 months in a year. The document also, so uh, the sample letters thing is ridiculous, by the way. No, nobody's taking no sample letters, folks. That's, the, the creditors don't fucking care. The hospital might. Hospitals are pretty nice creditors. I think of all the bill collectors, hospital bill collectors are the nicest ones, even though they have an really? immoral job. Yeah. Only because one time one of them called me and I was like, I don't got money for that. And they were like, we'll just write it off then. And they just wrote it off. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, that worked out for me. So um, Uh, the student loan person I dealt with was all right. Yeah. And one of the sample letters, the agency encouraged workers to barter with their landlord for their rent by offering to perform maintenance, which we probably already do, in exchange for partial rent payments. Oh, no. Hey, you don't have a job to go to. You can go work for your landlord. Right. This is Go work for your fucking apartment complex. Federal workers are currently entering their seventh day without any pay, and OPM is advising them to contact creditors to negotiate lower payments until the shutdown ends and their pay is restored. Dude, think about one quarter of your money being gone for the month. I know. Seven fucking days. I mean, like, when you talk about living paycheck, like, everybody's living paycheck to paycheck. I I don't know a lot of people with savings. You know, Brett was actually talking the other day that he was at, like, a thing, and somebody was, like, bemoaning the fact that they haven't saved the amount of money. Oh, God, it was crazy, <laughs> man. These holidays put you around, you know, people that you're not normally around and some liberal motherfuckers that really blew me away. And one of the things that this person said was, uh, you know, I just feel so bad because I did a calculator and it said someone my age is supposed to have three times their, or like two times their salary in savings or something. And so like, if what you're, the fuck are you talking about? So if you're making, so let's say I'm making $20,000 a year right now because that's an easy number. Not, you know, that's not what I'm making. I'm making about a few thousand more than that, to tell you the truth. So I'm making $20,000 a year, okay? And I'm 40. On January 18th, uh-huh. how much money do I need to have? Sixty to eighty thousand dollars in my <laughs> sure. savings. Yeah, you know how much I got in my savings? Five dollars. The the one that they won't let you take. They out. won't let me get that five dollars. I've tried a hundred ways to get that five dollars. I don't want to cancel my savings account. <laughs> I just want that five dollars <laughs> because it feels good to know that I have a savings account. I'll never put another dime in it though, because that five dollars is stuck there. I'm like, you're holding on to my five dollars. Pissed me. I that five dollars hasn't moved up once either. I do. Um, I do like cash advances to myself. 
So like, I'll be like, all right, we're just going to borrow 500 from, I'll have $500 in savings. I'm like, okay, so we kind of overspent by $500. I'm going to move 500 in savings and then I'll pay my, <laughs> pay it back into savings on the next paycheck. And then when Erica gets paid, I put $500 in the savings. And then we accidentally spend over by $500. So then I have to do a pet cash advance again. Let me give you my process, which is worse. And because it's me. Uh, I have what's called an overdraft line of credit. And it's because I kept overdrafting my account. They said, we'll give you a couple thousand dollars so that when you overdraft, it'll catch that. If, if it's less than $2,000, then you won't owe any okay. money. It's just $2,000. It's just like a line of credit weird, on, weird. My, on yeah. my bill. So I get this and, uh, I owe $1,800 on it. <laughs> Well, I owe $2,000 on it. need that tax return. And what I do is, <laughs> every time I get paid, I put $200 in the overdraft line of credit. And then I'm like, next month, another $200. Then next month, another $200. And then it's going to be paid off. Yeah. And I'm going to have that full line of credit again. Got $179 in there right now. And I can guarantee you it's going to be back down to zero again by the end of this month. I can't, I can't have money. It's crazy yeah. how bad I am with it. It seems stupid to have it because tomorrow isn't a guarantee. So I'd hate for this to go unspent, you know? Right. It's just, I can't like, when it's there, it's like, I want to go out to eat and like, I know I shouldn't go out to eat very much, but in my mind, it's like so justified. Like I deserve to go out to eat, yeah. right? I deserve this. I don't have to do dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. You know, my wife's been working all day. I got to work today. I got this. I got that. I deserve this. I'm going to go do this, go out to eat. And that's what really eats all my money away Yeah, yeah. is eating out. Oh, yeah. I'm just so stupid. Yeah. yeah. I just spent $70 on tacos tonight. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> oh. What are you doing? I don't fucking know. Last week you I spent... complained about how much you hated them. Right. And last week I spent $90 on Indian food. Not, and then had to get to an that. advance... You're not supposed to do that. ...from my pay <laughs> for this do. month because I just fucking can't not do it. I don't... Do you, I, I, first of all, I thought a, Indian food was cheap. Okay. It is. It's not. Not if you go to the fancy Indian place that I went, Nate, at. It should be 10 to $13 a person. That's not what it was. It was $70. And you can share them usually, too. Okay. Well, I screwed up. And not everyone should get an order of bread. I got three for myself. No. I got three breads for me. I got That's three garlic wrong. noms for all me. Wrong. I'm eating Indian food like an American. I'm sorry, okay? Um, it's delicious. You know what, actually, I, me and my wife had a good conversation about this, uh, and it made me feel good because we're spending recklessly on Christmas stuff, and then we had this, um, like, we just had this huge, like, really adult conversation about saving money for in 2019 for what we're doing and all this, and then we remembered we had to throw this New Year's Eve party. <laughs> And I went to the store and I brought home all these bags of groceries worth of shit that we bought. And she was like, how much did you spend? And I was like, an outrageous amount. She's like, I love that you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's down too, you know. Like It's, it's funny. not like I'm spending the money and she regrets it, you know. It's funny because every now and then you're like, you feel guilty. You do. 
and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. But yeah. And then my wife will be like, we got to cut this shit out. You know, we got, we can't, we can't do this every night. We can't eat at Harvey and Ed's. We have to go eat at a place that's a cheap deli. That is a, like if we went out to eat to places like Chipotle, it's still 30 bucks. Yeah. But that is more manageable than when you go and sit down at a restaurant. Yeah. But I fucking love sitting down at restaurants, dude. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. I agree. I mean, with my wife. Like, I don't want to go sit with other people. So, anyway. Um, so, uh, the OPM is advising them to contact creditors to negotiate mm-hmm. lower payments until the shutdown ends and their pay is restored, but tells them to contact a personal attorney for personal financial advice. How workers will pay for that attorney when they are not collecting a salary, however, the agency did not say. It also suggested federal workers contact creditors over the phone saying just sending a letter may not be very effective. But uh, buddy, I'll tell you something else. Making a phone call isn't going to be effective either. (laughs) There's not anything you can do. They have you, man. Yeah, there's a contract. And uh, usually uh, most financial contracts, they make more money if you default. Or don't do it, right? I mean, yeah. the best part about doing contracts is when someone doesn't get, you know, I mean, you get guaranteed money. You can write that shit off. Well, and let's talk about, like, the bartering service thing. Yeah, like, that's Like, there's weird. not a landlord no. that wants you to do carpentry in your house if you're some bureaucrat in the government. No, I <laughs> It's wouldn't. like, can I trade this service with you? <laughs> like, no. I'm like, no. I just can't ever picture a time where... I don't know what world they're living in where landlords are like these classically very easy people to deal with, but like none of them are. And I'm going to tell you the truth. And this is something that like, I, I probably, I'm afraid of my fucking landlord. I think of my landlord. Like I think I'm like, he's my dad. (laughs) I really do. Like sometimes I'll be like, I think Rick is, is, I think Rick is, uh, I think Rick is disappointed in me and I feel real bad about that. And it's like, he can get you in big trouble. Right. Well, it's like the tub clogs all the time, right? Uh-huh. And he's always telling us this about this and this about hair or whatever. And I'm like, well, I can't. My wife and kid have hair. So we're going to have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> like hair is a thing that's going to happen. And I don't think that it shouldn't be able to go through the pipes. I don't think a certain amount of hair shouldn't right. be able to go through the pipes. If the If it can't. I feel those pipes are bad. Yeah, they're clogged. Yeah. And he'll just give me shit every time. Well, you know, their hair gets in there. And I'm like, how do I keep the hair out? Snake it. He snakes it. every. F- the plumbing in my place sucks. Yeah. It all needs replaced. I mean, one day I was just standing in my living room and, and like a pipe started leaking right through, right through the ceiling. It just started leaking. Yeah, and I called like and I was like, hey, can you come and fix this pipe? And he was like, you mind if I do it tomorrow? It's like... I guess not. It looks like the ceiling's going to fall in. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, they, they don't, landlords, I've never had one that will work on the house while you live there. Like, I've never had one where it wasn't like pulling teeth to get them to come to my house and do something. I, I remember I had this apartment before this one. And the cabinets were these like really big, uh, they're, they're like just these huge old cabinets, right? Like the cheapest, oldest cabinets. And they were leaning forward, right? So they had come off of the wall 
whatever was holding them onto the wall and they were leaning forward uh-huh. a little more every day for a while. And we kept calling and talking because I had a kid. It was yeah, when yeah. Gwen was a little kid and we thought the cabinets were just going to straight up fall on her and kill her. Yeah, you don't want that. And it was just like, it took me two months to get them to come out. The thing was almost falling off yeah. of the thing. And they're like, ask the landlord if you can make renovations to your apartment. They don't fucking let you do that. Right. They don't let you paint. They don't, and if you do paint, a lot of times they'll yell at you for it. They're not going to let you, like, what, what bartering can you really do? What do you have in the relationship that you're in with a landlord, the person that owns the house that you live in? What do you have to negotiate with yeah. at all? You know, if not money, money yeah. is your only thing. Right. You know? <clears throat> right. So that, that's pretty wild. Uh. Let's see if we can find like some of the uh, let's let's look at some of the suggestions for uh, let's we can look at their we can look at their uh, tweet for the the form letter that you can send to your creditor. Let's see what that looks like. How's that sound? Cool. All right, we're gonna bring up this form letter. Yeah. We're gonna take a look at it. I do want to say you can't the the courts. You can take your landlord to court and you can put your rent in escrow if you have problems. You definitely have lots of stuff you can do to be a pain in the ass to your landlord. That would be cool. I should do escrow. Shouldn't be so defeatist about it. I'm defeatist about it, but I's sorry. Okay. Yeah, because you think your landlord's your fucking dad. You I need to get fucking that really do, dude. Over with. You don't think like you don't. No, that's not my dad. That's like, the motherfucker that owns the place. Is he the most He's just person? good with money. It's just somebody that's good, better with money than I am. Is he the most person that can get you in trouble, though? Okay, here's the sample letters, You can't do Brett. shit to me, man. I'll get another place. Here, here. <laughs> I feel like I can't, though. I feel like my place is the only, is uniquely able for me to afford. Right. I would, you know, I need my place. And like, Shitty landlord and all. Yeah, I you mean, I've been that, there for eight love, months. Love abu- love well, I like the landlord as a human being. That doesn't. No, no, you need someone that's attentive to the place you fucking live in. <laughs> I think he's nice. No, you need to get someone that like listens. And, yeah, and takes care of the place. He, I, I hooked, a, I, I hooked him up with a little bit of kratom one time, mm-hmm. and he like left, and he came back like two months later to snake my drain again, and. uh I was, he was like, that Kratom, man, it made me throw up. I got, I got wobbly and stuff. So I called him and asked him if it had salmonella in it. And I'm like, leave the goddamn Kratom people alone. Wow. God damn it, yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> Why did I turn you on to this? Only yeah. a landlord would do that. <laughs> but I know somebody, we know somebody that uh, they fucking had a college house they lived in. They were like 20 or whatever. And the landlord kept the whole security deposit on him. And they got the whole thing back to order. There was nothing broken or wrong with it. They took him to court and got the whole security deposit back. Yeah. How? Like small Just claims being court? fucking bureaucratic and needly about I mean, shit. That's badass. That's like why we like... out paperwork. Yeah, that's like why we like sovereign citizens. Yeah, you just you know, need people that can fill out paperwork. Well, people that are willing to go the extra mile yeah. to, to like... Mean, really stick it to somebody that has power over them you know sure that's what you really need you yeah. need those guts to do that you yeah know? just have to i mean the right thing yeah you just have to fight for it. i don't have those guts dude i just don't have those guts let's look okay. at that uh, so yeah uh 
they're just telling them to write letters to to them. Let's read the sample letter. Dear name of company or individual with whom you have spoken. <laughs> this is to confirm our conversation of, and then it says the date, in which we discussed a temporary reduction in my monthly payment. Oh my God. This is just, as we discussed, I'm a federal employee who has recently been furloughed due to a lack of funding of my agency because of this. My income has been severely cut and I'm unable to pay the entire cost oh my of my God. monthly payments along with my other expenses. As we had agreed in our conversation, I will be able to make regular payments in the amount of, and then it has the blank. I realize that I will re- be responsible to pay the remainder of the payments. And when I return to work, I will contact you immediately to work out a plan to take care of the reduced payments. I will also keep in touch with you to keep you informed about my income status. I appreciate your willingness to work with me and your understanding during dif- this difficult time. I just, there's so much in there that is like, uh, first of all, it's like, I will pay you a, an amount, which I don't have because I'm not getting paid at all. I'm yeah. not getting money. I'm not yeah. getting any of That's it. It's a big assumption. Yeah. That you would even be able to pay a hundred dollars a month. Where am I going to get that? Where would I get that money? Well, you, at your age, you're supposed to have three times your wage in savings. <laughs> That's true. I could I dip into my $70,000 in savings right, right now and just coast for a little bit. God. Coast for seven days. Ride these seven days out. I wonder how many people that listen to Street Fight have savings. I mean, there's a few of them, I'm sure. A hundred? Do you think a hundred people that listen to yeah, Street Fight yes, have savings? Yes, I have, I have a savings. Two hundred? Yeah. A savings account with money in it. Yeah. A thousand dollars. Who? Does, do they have one thousand dollars in a savings yeah, account? Yeah, I don't think that, it, yes, they do. Two hundred people that listen? Yes. One thousand people you get that the listen. Name? I want one thousand people who listen. Reveal yourself. If to Brian, I need one thousand people to tell me they have one thousand dollars in the bank, and uh, I will be pretty. Uh, I'll be pretty shocked. Here's a here's another sample letter to a mortgage company. Dear name of company or individual with whom you have spoken, this is to confirm our conversation of date in which we discussed a temporary reduction in my mortgage payment, and then it goes on to explain. It's the same letter, yeah. but just to a mortgage company. So that's. So yeah, these people are truly fucked now. And like it's this. like really a good, it, for me, it's like a really, like an indicator of like how out of touch yeah. the, these, these government, the, the people that run the government are, that they think that this is, that this isn't okay. This is a hundred percent Countrywide mortgage does not want a piece of fucking paper. They want money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. You got to pay those people. I don't care if the money's been if, frozen. Maybe if they, if they do have a hardship program, maybe they do. They'll offer that to you. But I don't think the letter is going to change what they would have done. You know? No, because they always have. Uh, and usually we used to always tell people, you got to go in default before we can help you. Well, I used to have people that would call our department when I worked at uh, Discover Card. And uh, we couldn't do anything to help them until they owed us money. Then we could do all kinds of weird shit, you know, get rid of interest and everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here here it is. Okay. Uh, God, why is everything open so slow? Yeah, so this guy's talking. I'm trying to find who the the guy was that said he highly doubts. So, yeah. 
I, I can't find that guy. I wish I would have. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is from the Hill. Let's get into this. Uh, so these govern. So this GOP lawmaker. This is Representative Scott Perry, R. Pennsylvania. He's a Pennsylvania man. Said a government shutdown would not truly impact employees and scoffed at the idea that a federal worker would need their next paycheck to make ends meet. Who's. This is where your carefree spirit gets. Now that we got sound, it's just a big problem. Who's who's living that they're not going to make it to the next paycheck? He asked political reporter Sarah Ferris. Why are government employees so sacrosanct? Private sector employees deal with this all the time. The government's not immune to these things, he added. That is what he said. He actually just said, he said, who is living paid? Who is living that they're not going to make it to their next paycheck? Me, motherfucker. I can't make it to my next. <laughs> I never am living that way. So uh, federal employees are getting paid, dude. Not all of them are. You sure. think all the federal employees, like the janitors and shit that work no, at these no, places no. are making that kind of, Like, saying. that's the problem. Yeah, there are a lot of the... It says uh, they get 50% more than the private workforce does. Yeah, I mean, they do make money, but there are also people who, who like, do the lower-end jobs sure. for the federal government that aren't making that kind of money. And even if you're making... I mean, there's there if say you live in D.C. and you're making eighty five thousand yeah, dollars a year, with and that. you have college student loans, and you live in D.C. and you're also not getting paid, you're that's you're fucked. They say eighty five thousand dollars, an average of eighty five thousand dollars, does sound like a lot of money to me in Ohio, but I have left the state now. And I like to report to people that it's not a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy, Capitol Hill, yeah. A 2017 survey found that 78% of full-time workers live paycheck to paycheck, with 56% saying they were overwhelmed by debt. There was no differentiation for federal employees. The House passed a government funding plan that includes $5 billion for a border wall, a piece of legislation that is meant to appease the president's key immigration demand, but is likely dead on arrival in the Senate, leaving both ends of Pennsylvania Avenue without a backup plan. The three-term congressman barely survived the midterm cycle after Pennsylvania faced widespread redistricting, holding off a Democratic challenger by only two points. So I, I think b- before we leave here, I, th- I think before we leave here, uh, I think that like, these guys are fighting without any concern for the people that, because they're a lot of these Republicans probably don't care about the employees. Really? I mean, that's for real, but even these Democrats, I I don't think they think of this in terms of like, these are real humans that have jobs and families. They don't understand what, yeah. Regular daily life is like for people. Right. And if you're a politician and you're not making any money, if you're a politician, I'm sure the Senate's, paycheck isn't frozen i'm not 100 percent sure oh, of that well, they've, got, they've got savings they've got three times their salary and savings <laughs> well they probably got more than i'll just go yeah. give a speech at goldman sachs or something because they're allowed to do that stuff too yeah you go give a quick spell i'll just go give a quick speech is uh um so i don't know i feel for you if you're a federal worker and you listen to this show uh i feel for you that sucks, yeah, that sucks. That is a That's real tough such thing. such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to fucking do. I hope they, op- I hate the government, but I hope to open the goddamn thing back up soon. 
Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to, that's where we'll leave it. Like, let's pay these people. Why isn't there a thing in place for situations like this? I don't understand that is how like, it happens. Yeah. Why can't the checks just come? Like they do every week. Why can't the direct deposits just happen? Just keep happening. Where's the like thing? If they needed a new missile, that would fucking there would definitely be money done for that. immediately. Yeah. If the police needed a new fucking tank, that would be done immediately. True. But for this, it's like, where are we going to get this money? Where's the money coming from? There's fucking money. There's always money. They can always make more money. Just print it out, man. It's just numbers in a computer now, baby. Just give them the money. Yeah. It's it's really disappointing, and it's so weird that these these uh. Again, like this this guy saying who's living paycheck to paycheck when it's yeah. like yeah, everybody, almost everybody. I mean, yeah. everybody, especially if you did go to school for yeah. a while, you're going to be living like that to your 40. I mean, if you went to college. Yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't go to school, you're fucked. And if you did go to school, you're fucked. <laughs> There's no real, because if you didn't go to school, you're not, I mean, unless you got into programming or something. Or podcasting. Or podcasting. Yes, I do make. I make better money now, but it's like. Well, you it, went to school, though. I did. It was stupid. It was a bad <laughs> mistake that I made going to school like five years before this thing happened. So I think that's it. I think we're going to head out to uh, Seattle now and do a live show. How's that sound? Yeah, this, this Saturday, Seattle, Washington, we're coming to the Clock Out Lounge. It's going to be huge. I few hundred people are going to be there. It's going to be a fucking awesome show. Can't wait to jump into it and uh, get everything going. If you want more Street Fire Radio, you want to support Street Fire Radio, head over to Patreon.com. That's the hub for information and bonus content. Patreon.com slash Street Fire Radio. If you want to get the shirts, we got the Lonnie Tunes shirt. We got the Gumball shirt. Those are available at store.streetfightradio.com. And... Uh, that is it for now. Please come see us if you're on the West Coast. Convince your friends to come see us. When we do live shows, it's not inside jokes. Everybody can have a good time. We're ready to spread this mess across the U.S. We're going to get some extra video and content and figure out a way to get it to you as it's happening. Um, It's going to be a new chapter for Street Fight as we continue to flatten all the hierarchies on this flat earth. We will see you on Sunday? Not Sunday. Uh, the call-in show isn't happening this two week. Two weeks. Uh, we, we, you'll hear from us, I'm sure. We'll make sure you hear from us. But uh, I want to say, like, this year, we're planning on being on the road a lot. And we're going to do a lot of live shows. And there's going to be a lot more streaming. And uh, we got some cool shit coming up. I mean, I can safely say that there's at least Texas and New York happening in the next few months. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There could be other stuff we're talking about. We, we're, we're, I mean, just as like a beginning of the year thing, this is the first show in the new year. And like we make goals every sort of year about touring and money and stuff like that. And this year, like I want to interview, there's people I want to interview this year that I'm hoping can happen. And I want, I want to finish this, 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 tour up right i want to finish i want to hit all the cities we haven't hit yet and then start over again and we want to tour with other people and it's going to be a fucking cool year this is this is this is going to be a big year for street fight yeah absolutely peace hey call it real name screaming all off the door 
Fuck up out of here. Oh, kitty. Mama said being by the street lights. No. I done fell in love with the street lights. No. I ain't go to bed with the night light. No. I was too busy dugging outside. No. Mama said being by the street lights. No. I done fell in love with the street lights. No. I ain't go to bed with the night light. No. I was too busy dugging outside. No. I don't need cable. I don't need cable. I don't give a fuck about your neighbors. I don't give a fuck about the dinner on the table. I can eat late. I don't need cable. Hey, you age. Young street nigga with a handheld. Robbing drug dealers for they next year. I can take you back to the sidekick. I was solo dolo, no sidekick. Ooh, side piece. I ain't even talking about a side bitch. I was in school with a nine piece. Bitch, I did the principal to talk shit. I'ma whip out on anybody. I was growing weed inside my closet. Had cocaine inside my locker. Had a Glock inside my pocket. At my prom, I was the only nigga with a baby mama. Been having these pistols, cause I've been about the fucking drama. I said, being by the street line. No. I done fell in love with the street line. No. I ain't go to bed with the night light. No. I was too busy no. dugging outside. No. Mama said, being by the street line. No. I done fell in love with the street line. No. I ain't go to bed with the Nightlife. I was too busy dugging outside. I don't need cable. I don't need cable. I don't need cable. I don't need cable. I don't give a fuck about your neighbors. I don't give a fuck about the dinner on the table. I can eat late. I don't need cable.